My name is Luis Bravo from LA, and you're listening to VS Podcast. Hey, what's going on, amigos de Pancho Villa's Army? El Sargento here with another episode of Villa's Podcast. Today, uh, we have uh, two of our members from L.A. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we invited Ivan to be the reliever. We needed a right-hander to come in and uh, relieve El Coronel, who right now is uh, being responsible, believe it or not. He's actually at work, uh, making works? some money. He works, dude. So, Damn. All right. That's something new. <laughs> So Ivan, man, welcome, dude. Welcome, welcome, and and welcome to be the reliever, bro. Thank you. Coming in relief <laughs> feels good. Hopefully, so, I don't kill this like the Dodgers have the past couple of years. Oh, dude, yeah, but Dodger <laughs> fans are feeling it right now, man. Speaking That's of right. Dodger fans, I, our guest right now is actually a big Dodger fan. I think that our coronel actually talked about you know bumping into him into, into uh, you know at the Dodger Fest, right at the Fan Fest. Uh, so today, just give it up a big round of applause for our guest, uh, Luis Bravo. Welcome, Luis. Hey, what's going on? It's a pleasure to have me on. Finally, Ivan has been telling me about the podcast. I've been looking forward to it. So, yes, I did bump to Coronel at FanFest for the Dodgers, and we took a few pictures here and there. And so, you know, my I'm, I'm predominantly, you know, a big supporter of L.A., big supporter of Pancho Villa's Army and part of the PBA chapter here in LA. So thank you for having me on today. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. I mean, Ivan, I've been telling him, hey, you know, let's uh, let's get some 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 new faces, right? Some A new voice in here in our podcast, because our podcast is all about, you know, hearing our, our members' stories, right? How did you get started yeah. with, with Pancho Villa's Army? Um, Ivan, how do you um, how did you meet Bravo? What's your what, what's I your remember connection? exactly when I met Bravo. <laughs> I met Bravo at a, at a C game last year. It was the opening. Uh, it was the opening game for last year. Yeah, actually, we're talking about 2018, not last year. Yeah, it was 2018. It was 2018. Sorry, I'm I'm still like asleep here. I'm 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 actually thinking, what are the chances of Bravo meeting with Coronel without? Play? I think they plan to meet at at the fan fest at the, That's at a the Dodger fan fest. Dude, I don't. I, yeah. think it, I think it's too too much yeah. of a coincidence with how many people were there, dude. Like what, tens of thousands, twenty, eighty thousand, hundred thousand people. <laughs> No, and yeah, it no, was a coincidence. Yeah, it, it was yeah. a coincidence. I bumped into him randomly. I was with my girl, and he was uh, right where I was at, taking a picture. And he's like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" That's I didn't realize that he was gonna be there. So, so, to, <laughs> Dude, some, did you my see ex him? lives in Boyle Heights, and I broke up with her in 2013, and I never ran into her in Boyle Heights. <laughs> and you ran into Coronel. Come at on. A, that's out of chance, well, that's bro. Cool. That's cool. It's. Uh, I remember that's when I met Bravo. I met him at an LAFC game. We took pictures with um. Uh, soccer head or LFC, um, you know, um, and we kind of met met up one time when we went up to see the Dodgers play um, the Oakland A's, and boom, we've been hitting the road ever since. Had yeah. a few Dodger trips. Wow, he's been he went to San Diego with us, Dallas. Yeah, bro, was a cool guy, man. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So a couple of years ago, 2018, and you guys have been, uh, you know, been part of a various various games, not only in soccer but also baseball and other sports, man. That's pretty cool. 
I don't I don't know. I think it's still a coincidence that they bump. So uh, my question for you, but I was, did you see him or did he see you? Who who spotted who first? You and, and Coronel. Uh, you know what's funny? So we're at FanFest and we had actually just seen Foodie. Foodie is one of the guys we travel with. Shout out to Foodie. Anywho, um, me and my girl are trying to figure out somebody who could take a picture for us so where they, we can overlook the stadium, right? And as I'm trying to look around, Coronel was there. I'm like, what the hell? It's such a random thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm here for the weekend. He's wanted to say what's up. And it was a gang of people. It was completely packed. It was very random for him to be there. And he... He ended up taking the picture of me and my girl, so that's how I bumped into him. So he saw me. I didn't see him. Okay, cool, man. Yeah, I mean, Coronel is like the what the PVA equivalent to a Kardashian, right? You know, minus <laughs> my, my, <laughs> minus the booty. Uh, the sex tape, he did have one, so that's that's definitely true. Oh, I heard about that. I heard about that. I, I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. Okay, I was gonna say, if you saw it, bro, that's weird, dude. Like, yeah, I see it. I know. I have it saved on my phone. It's taking up a lot of my data. Uh, <laughs> oh man see that's why when i got my iphone i got 512 gigs of memory because you want you want yeah, to capture I, all the coronet the coronet action i got you bro yeah right, like you every mexico game so that's why i'm like <laughs> he actually works when you said earlier today like he works i was like he works yeah but, okay i learn something new every day you know learn something new man a lot of people think coronet, <laughs> his work is drinking partying and watching soccer right but i mean before yeah. uh, 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 speaking of work, I want to say something before. I know Bravo just got a new corner office and he's moving up. What? With his yeah, Bravo legitimate job. I want to congratulate you legitimate. here on PVA podcast. Congratulations on your job, and I hope I hope you reach all your goals, Bravo. From whatever it is you have goals, I know you always talked about it personally, but I want to tell you congratulations, and I hope you reach more goals than just this one, man. For yeah. reals, from the bottom of my oh, heart, man. for reals. That's respect, that's what's up, man. Congrats. That's respect for sure. Yeah. So, so to make a long story short, probably people are going to wonder, I work for a government agency here in LA County. Yeah. I uh, work for the public authority of LA. So we help people with disabilities and the elderly get an in-home caretaker. And I oversee four different departments in the daily operations at our job. So I appreciate that. It took a lot of work. I've been there for 10 years. I started off as a temp and now I oversee all the departments. So it means a lot. Good looking out, man. I appreciate it. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, nothing but respect and I, there, you know, yeah. I was about to tell Bravo Friday when we went to get Korean barbecue last week, uh-huh. but I had an issue because my car was overheating. I need a new radiator. I totally forgot about his job because we were eating so much, but I just remembered right now that I got to tell Bravo. Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's all good, bro. Now that Bravo has that corner office, he might need an assistant, Ivan. Maybe you can hook it up with the with the job for you and pay that. You know, for real. I was bro, trying you know? to work with him, but I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't, but. Uh, just recently, I got a permanent job, but I'm just teaching, so it's no big deal. No worries, no worries. That's cool, man. Congratulations Hell yeah. No, but that. congrats, Bravo. For real, yeah. for real. Congrats. Hell yeah. So we get to know a little bit more about you, Bravo. Um, what? Tell us a little bit more about yourself, man. Where um, were you? Were you, you know, born and raised? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself. So basically, um, I was born in LA. I went as a little kid. I, uh, my family owned a house in Mexico City. Uh, my dad and my family. On that side, they're Chilangos, so they're from the capital of Mexico. So whenever you're around me, you got to watch out with your wallet because you never know. Oh, <laughs> and, dude. Um, I knew it. And I'm already sensing an America fan right now, dude. I'm sniffing them out, man. Oh, <laughs> oh of course. Y'all, y'all already know, yes. man. So, uh, so yeah. I, I even so did this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I even did I this on purpose. Yeah, he needs some, back, he needs some backing because he says that you, Coronel, and the, and the rest of you are all Chiva fans and root for like, the wrong team and stuff like that. <laughs> But anywho, yeah, but... <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anywho, my you know my my family's from the capital of Mexico, and so 
um, ever since then, you know, I've had this like enthusiasm and like this this passion for Mexican soccer because I went to El Azteca as a little kid. I would go with my pops. I would go with my family, and um, you know, I would see a lot of the soccer greats. And so, um, ever since then, I just you know fell in love with it, and I've been a fan ever since. I travel. I go you know, around the States and hopefully to one of the World Cups pretty soon. And basically, you know, I like to travel for sports. That's what I like to do. And and luckily, I've been able to travel with Ivan. And so that's that's a little bit about me. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Man, no, I, I, thank you yeah. for sharing that, man. That's pretty, uh, pretty Vice awesome. Vice versa. Vice versa. I know that. What do you mean Hell by that? Yeah. Because I like traveling with Bravo. One of the things I like hanging out with Bravo, obviously, like, he's a funny guy, but there's different levels of fanatics and like, I mean, everybody's a fan, but some of us yeah. are like hardcore fans. Right. And it's hard to have a conversation for me, at least with somebody that actually knows more than just what they see in the news about sports. Like this will actually know sports, like the ins and outs. He knows about basketball. I know soccer. Um, he even knows golf. I think, I think he's like Tiger Woods fan, but, um, <laughs> yeah, this guy knows sports. It's pretty good. It, I'm serious. It's pretty good to like have a conversation with someone. I mean, we all can have like intellectual conversations about different things. Yeah. But one of our hobbies is sports and I can talk about almost any sport except football because he's a Raiders fan. So he doesn't know much about the NFL. But <laughs> other than that, this one knows a lot about like different sports. So that's pretty cool. We can just talk about sports or whatever we want. But yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely man. when you have somebody that can, that can relate to you, you can have good conversations and, you know, whether it's the same teams that you guys like or heated rivals, man, when it comes to the 49ers and the Raiders. Speaking of that, are you happy that the Raiders are getting kicked out of, of your of your, of your hood there? Or what's going on? <laughs> so I'll tell you this, Mike. It should have been in L.A. Unfortunately, they brought the Chargers over here. But I'm actually looking forward to them being in Sin City. I'll tell you why. I love Vegas. It's a lot closer to me. It's drivable versus Oakland. It's seven, eight hours away. And um, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't mind them being in Las Vegas, to be honest with you. I've been a Raider fan. Because they were in L.A. when I was a little kid. I remember at the Coliseum. And it's like if the Dodgers were to leave or if the Lakers were to leave, I'm still going to follow them. So the yeah. same way with the Raiders. So I'm still going to follow them wherever they go, you know? That's cool, man. Hey, he's, he's, it's, not, it's, hey, he's not really a Dodgers fan, Z, for real. What? I'm sorry. He's not really a Raiders fan. Oh, my dude. If he was a Raiders fan. <laughs> I was like, what? I know. I'm like, like well, if, if, he, if he was a Raiders fan, if he was a Raiders fan, he'd get season tickets at the new stadium. Oh, that doesn't mean you're a fan, dude. You got a responsibility. You got bills, bro. Come on. I'm a, I'm a, no, Bravo has a Raiders tattoo. He hasn't told anybody, but I'm saying if you have a Raiders <laughs> tattoo, you got to get season tickets too, man. But he doesn't want to jump on the season tickets. <laughs> you, have, you have a Raiders. <laughs> either, bro. Started rumors. Yeah. He's a Raiders tattoo. To you and I don't have a Raiders tattoo. It's on the right side. He hasn't told anybody. He hasn't told anybody. He actually has a, a Raiders tattoo. He has a little LA logo. Right. And then he has an America tattoo. Really? On each cheek? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> no, look, look up. Okay, so check it out. Uh, Bravo used to work for MTV, so his head is full of, like, it has, like, little tattoos, but that's why he let his hair grow. Really? So he, can, he covered up the tattoos. Yeah. Are you starting rumors, look. Ivan? What's going on? Do we no, have to, man, we're going to have sure. to shave Bravo's head look to, it to up. find this out? Look it up. <laughs> for you to find look out. Look it up. This All right. So here's a, here's a couple tasks for our, our, our podcast uh, listeners. Is we got to look up. You guys, your, your job now is to find Coronet sex tape and then to look at Bravo's dome. All right. Cool. That's, that's Dude, All right. right. There you go. <laughs> uh, he used to work for MTV. I know it. He has tattoos. He just doesn't want time, but he... 
Yeah, well, you know, he's got, he's got a corner office, bro. He's got to look good. He's got to keep it under wraps, bro. You can't be spreading. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, I you, know. You know, All right. you, know what's, you know what's funny about that? That people kept telling me congratulations on the corner office. But I didn't realize what they were saying. I didn't understand. I literally had to look it up to, to see what they meant. And I, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. So I look it up, and it's, like, supposed to be about stature or whatever. But I didn't, I didn't realize what it was. So uh, we heard a little bit about your origin story regarding soccer. Then it looks like, again, your family is from, uh, you know, from Mexico City. You know, you definitely went to, I mean, dude, the fact that you went to Azteca, how, how old were you when you went to those Azteca games? Damn, bro. You're, you're talking about probably must have been like five, six. I remember going to those games as a kid. We have, the, the thing is that my parents and my family owns a house out there in Mexico City. Yeah. So um, we went, I, w- I would go out there a whole lot. I was out there for some, some of my childhood. And so that's my recollection of being a kid is going to the Azteca, taking the train there, being all the way in the top with everybody going crazy, freaking seeing Sage and Luis Garcia and all of those dudes play. So it was a trip, you know, because now that I grew now, now that I'm older, I didn't realize how big of an impact those dudes made in my life, you know. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, and it's not often that you, a lot of people can say they've been to Azteca, let alone at a young age. And I mean, it took me until my 30s. To finally go to the Azteca, man. Um, Ivan, what was the first time? How old, how old were you when you went? Uh, man, I went to see America. I saw America actually before I saw the Selección. I went with my homie Carlos and a couple other people. I was like in my late twenties when I went. Yeah. And then I didn't go back to years later to see Mexico yeah. against Guatemala with the same people. And yeah, I haven't been there. I think I've only been there like four times. I haven't been there too many times. Yeah, you, but four, four times. Yeah, the last been there twice. Yeah, the last couple of times it's been to see Mexico, um, kick kick ass. You know, they beat Costa Rica and then we tied Team USA. That's when we had like over a hundred PBA members go that we took over Mexico City. Well, I'm not literally, but per se, <laughs> according but, to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah our, our, cool. our hundred, our hundred to uh, what millions uh, or billions of people in Mexico City. <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun trip. Yeah. Honestly. It was a fun trip. Yeah, cool, and Javi, though. if you're listening, I know you missed out. And oh, yeah, I don't dude. think there's ever going to be another trip like that again. But it's all good, Javi. Yeah, you'll be in Charlotte and then in Dallas. Speaking of which, <laughs> Dallas is coming up. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you going? Are you going to the Dallas game? I'm not going to be in the Dallas game because I believe that's the is it opening day for Dodgers on that day? It is, I believe so. March 29th. That's a good I don't question. know. Is it March 29th? Because if that's the case, yeah, but it's a uh, Sunday. That's a hard a hard decision to make. It's a Sunday. I believe it's I believe it's an uh, opening day weekend for the Dodgers, and because of that, I think I have tickets to all those weekends. And I unfortunately I had made plans not only with my my family, with my girl, but also with my friends. And so I made it before Mexico announced that they were going to be out there. Ah, oh, gotcha. Well, what if you knew both? But of I was them? out there. I was out. If I knew both, I mean, I went last year. I've been I've been to Dallas multiple times when Mexico has been out there. We just went recently. Was it in August mm-hmm. or July? Um, yeah, when they played, we were out there. It was really awesome. I really loved it. And it was the first time being at Cowboy Stadium, by the way. But yeah, we were just out there. I think I even went as a, as a journalist, but I went there as a fan. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I was up on the press box. I mean, I'd rather actually sit down on the the press box is a little high actually at Cowboy Stadium. But yeah, we went out there. We spent the weekend out there. We caught a Rangers game. We ate like there's no tomorrow. We waited while well, Bravo oh, waited right. in line. Bravo waited in line for like an hour. It's like supposedly the number two ranked barbecue spot in Texas. Supposedly, what do you um, mean? Supposedly, you didn't, you, it wasn't. Uh, just, it didn't meet that. It wasn't that great. It, it, uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was good, but I think I've been to a couple other spots that are just as good, if not better. Wow. But I just 
but I feel bad for Bravo because he was waiting in line forever, and then we kind of just like, hey, we know this guy, let's order our food. <laughs> what was uh, the name of the What was the name of the barbecue place? Oh man, um, dude, that that memorable, that memorable, you can't remember. You're like, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't yeah, that great because I think if it was great, we would have remembered it, you know. Oh, I, I totally oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I'm like, yeah, but I would. I'm, I'm not biased. Like people say, oh, water burgers better than in out. No way, buddy. If I would have remembered the spot, would have been that good. I think we would have remembered the name. You, you know, I mean, Texas. Is, don't 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 get me wrong. You. Texas oh, has some called, other good spots for it. food. What is it? What is it? Pecan Lounge. It's Pecan Lounge in uh, Dallas, Texas. Pecan. Yeah, pecan lounge in Dallas, Texas. It was sounds, supposed to be like the best, whatever. It sounds like a strip joint. It doesn't sound like a barbecue place. That's... Oh no, that was in the night. In the night. And the night. While they went to the strip club, I went to sleep. <laughs> I had to work. The pecan lounge, interesting. So again, yeah, yeah. you know, Dallas, you're gonna start some stuff there. <laughs> I've been talking about Waterburger and In and Out again, dude. I mean, the Dallas I mean, people just—I don't know what's going on with Dallas thinking that they, you know, that that's the best. But you know, it's whatever, man. <laughs> Yeah, and don't get me wrong. wrong. In-N-Out is not the best burger. I, Bravo can tell you that. There's a lot of good burger places here. and But, man, Whataburger has nothing on In-N-Out. So when you're talking about fast food, right, because there's some burger places that are, like, you know, smaller, a little more mom and pop. There's, I mean, there's yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's a lot yeah, of mom and pop yeah. shops. Like and I think, LA, I think like, Mexico, you know, Mexico, like Mexico City, I imagine too. But you know, growing up, I, um, I grew, up, I, I lived in Tijuana for a little bit, then I also lived in uh, Morelia. And the, the street food, like even the hamburgers in Mexico, were better, dude. Like they were, the, the stuff they put in there, uh, I don't even know what they put. Is it crack? You know, I don't know what they put in there, but it was fucking it was delicious. <laughs> they put crack in all the tacos here in Bohai. That's everybody loves the tacos here. They get hooked on them, huh? <laughs> yeah, and 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 yeah, just so you guys, Bravo said, yeah, the Dodgers open up the 26th against the Giants. Uh-huh. Um, so 26, 27, 28 is against the Giants. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna be in Dallas. I had already mentioned that I couldn't go to opening day, so it's no big deal. Yeah, you got to make choices sometimes, man. It's like you know, between family members, uh-huh. you got to decide which one you're gonna go to. You know, whose birthday party? Who? Where are you gonna go spend Christmas? <laughs> uh, I, I th- but Bravo, exactly. I, I had mentioned yeah. to the guys. Yeah, I, I had mentioned to Bravo already and Foodie and Abel that um, I was probably going to uh, skip the opening day this year, but I'm going to make every effort I can to hit the All-Star festivities this year because the All-Star game is in L.A. Yeah, it's going to be big. Yeah, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Yeah. It's really dope, yeah. So, but I was since we're talking about, you know, matches and, and you know, of course, the upcoming one in Dallas, tell, tell us about any travel stories that you've had that were memorable, whether it's with Ivan, Coronet, or any of the members that you had that you've been with. Well, uh, the first trip, I, I, I've been to PBA events before this. Um, I think once Ivan uh, took over for the LA chapter, I was more involved because, um, you know, we're, we're, we're really close by. We like the same, mostly the same teams, we like to travel, we like to eat food. So um, I think the first trip we all took was to San Diego, and that's where I met Coronel. Um, I took Abel mm-hmm. and Foodie, who are big also on the Mexican soccer team. And trip out, Abel is one of our friends. He's not even Mexican. He's from, he's half Colombian, half Bolivian. Ecuador. That dude will travel. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ecuador, my bad. Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And that dude will wear a Mexico shirt everywhere we go. He'll have a Mexico hat. And he just shows this immense love. And that's, 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 that's really dope. That's what it's about, you know? Yeah. And so that's really cool. He'll travel with us and he'll do that. So one of our first trips is my, it's us three. It's Ivan, Coronel, and a couple of other predominant, uh, a couple of other big PBA members. And so that was our first trip is in San Diego. 
Um, it was really dope because we were right behind the uh, goal section. Memo Charles acknowledging us throughout the game. He's looking back. It was pretty cool. The whole you know crowd was involved, and so that was that was the first one that I really kind of stood out because we were all there. And um, the other one that stands out to me too is the one in Dallas. Uh, it was just a big old party. Obviously, it's in Cowboy Stadium, and it was just dope how everybody unites. You know, it was during a time where I feel that you know. With the current, I guess, with the current climate of like the whole politics and stuff like that, yeah. um, I think it's just really cool to see everybody get together, you know, have a good time at a soccer game. And it's just from our people, you know, having a good time, like just seeing our soccer team, you know, represent. And that was really dope. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it was at the game again. Remind me of this is the game that, uh, you know, we actually, you know, they drove up the banner from El Paso, right? Is that the one where they yes. put up the TIFO and, and everything mm-hmm. else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, t- tell me about uh, that. Tell me about that. Were you guys actually there holding up the TFO? Where, where was the TFO at? Was it in our section or a different? It section? was in our section. I was in a. I was in the third row, right behind the soccer goalie, which was even cool again because we're at Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. And obviously the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but obviously I know what they mean to football, and I and I know what their stadium is like, top of the line stadium across the you know, the United States. And so it was really cool to see to be able to bring out the TFO. You know. Um, um, just being under there and then, you know, obviously with the with the Mexican national team there and everybody singing the anthem, it's just uncomparable. You can't compare that to anything else. I don't know I don't know how I would explain it. I just it's just very like a proud moment to be able to do that, be able to hold it up, you know, everybody singing all at once. Just the excitement is uh second to none type of thing, you know? I'm glad you brought that up, man. I think it's there's something that something to do with being around other people that have the same passion as you do that that adds to that experience of watching the match, right? Because, I mean, prior to PV, I used to go to matches and it was just me and a friend. You know, we would cheer, this and that. But it just you didn't have that 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 bigger energy around you, I, I, I felt, right? It was just like everybody's cheering. You have the drums beating. You're closer to the thing. And not only that, but like you said, Memo Choa, the players acknowledge and say, oh, my gosh, thank you for supporting us. And it can really, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing more than you would just sitting there in the corner with your friend watching, right? Of course, because you get everybody involved. It's like, imagine you drinking by yourself. It's not the same thing by you drinking with 10, 20 other people we want to talk about. So it's just really cool, you know, just the whole environment. I think um, I think just seeing uh, different, you know, types of uh, people there. You know, you have little kids. You have pe- people there with their, you know, you have fathers, you have grandfathers, you have sons, you have daughters. I think just a mixture of all that, it just creates this great environment um, obviously everybody representing, having their passion, you know, um, showing out and showing their love that they have for their country. And ultimately, you know, it's a distraction from your everyday life. You know, people got to go to work and maybe you're dealing with something that, you know, has affected you in some sort of way. But, you know, by being there, I think we're all united. It's really, really cool. It's something, something like I said, is second to none. It's really uncomparable to anything else. Yeah. And I think also adding to that, if you're not able to go to the games, I mean, when you hang out together, you know, whether you're at a bar um, you know, at a restaurant or what have you, and you're sitting around other people, it's the same thing. And it, it, I think it transcends every sport, right? I mean, you can just attest to that, whether it's baseball, you know, making in the playoffs, you know, moving on to the next round, the heartbreak. I mean, it's good to have those people around you, whether you win or lose, right? I mean, uh, Ivan, what do you think about, about that aspect? Man, I can say so much about PVA. Um, but I think Bravo hit the nail on the coffin where we all come together and just have a good time. And, you know, one of the things that I like is that it's more like of a family atmosphere where we all have fun. Um, it just, it's, I, it's, I've seen it 
in person. And what I mean by that is that I sat within the PVA section and it's different sitting there, like cheering on for your team, uh, enjoying the game, you know, having some drinks. Well, I mean, I'll drink Gatorade or soda because I don't drink alcohol, but seeing Pancheria from the field, like when I do photography for media or seeing it from the press box, I think it looks amazing. Um, I think it's like a piece of art putting everything together. Obviously, everybody knows like, tick, well, I don't know if anybody knows, but it's a lot of work that goes behind that, like getting the tickets, getting the default. We got to get permission. We got to check before the game. And then, you know, but I, I like that. I like what PBA does, bringing people together, uniting them for one common goal and supporting La Selección, if it's either for uh, the males or the females, um, coming together and supporting, having fun, showing the world what Mexico's about. There, yeah. there aren't. Yeah, you made a good point too, man. Yeah, a lot of people just see like the the party atmosphere. They see the the videos of everybody, you know, going coming together and having a big party, but they don't realize the the work that goes behind the scenes, right? Yeah, there's like we have to contact like some, uh, we have to get approval and like the planning of the tailgates, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and you know nobody gets like compensated or anything, which I'm not complaining about, but we do it because. We love sports. We love La Selección. Uh, we have to remember our cultura from Mexico, which is what we try to do when we implement, like, certain things that we want to do with PVA. Um, I love it. Like, it's just, I wouldn't do it any other way. I love yeah. it. I hope I continue to do it for many years to come. No. And, man. yeah, Bravo hit the nail in the coffin with that. No, you know what? Um, you gave, uh, you know, kudos to Bravo earlier about his, uh, you know, promotion. I mean, I think stuff like that, Ivan, just shows that, you know, LA has a, has an amazing has amazing captains, amazing people. You guys are willing to support each other, encourage each other, um, and again, it's just a testament of what you have going on there in LA, man. So again, you know, super proud of what's going on there. Definitely, you know, one of the battalions that a lot of people want to mirror or uh, you know follow um, and, and learn from, dude. So thank you guys for what you guys are doing out there. Yeah, and I gotta give props to like other battalions too. Like every battalion is unique in its own way. And every every battalion brings a little bit of like a different spice, like two PVA. It doesn't matter if you're up Seattle, Carlitos down south in San Diego. Uh, you know we have Big Tony, not even Big Tony anymore. That was last like two hundred no, pounds. He, 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 happy he, for you, Tony. I'm happy not, for you. He's now two Tonys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's for real. He's separated from the other. Yeah, I'm Tony. happy for that. And then you know in Dallas they're holding it down. I hope they're ready because everybody's coming down for that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even in Charlotte or wherever they have a battalion, everybody brings like a little something different to the table. And I think that's what makes PVA what it is. It's not, not every battalion is the same. Yeah. Um, we have the freedom to do like our own logo, to host the tailgates as we can. Yeah, I like that about PVA. It's like yeah. it's all in one, but at the same time, every battalion is different. I agree, man. That's a good call out. Yeah, yeah. Everybody brings their own flavor, their own flair. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Veronica, because I know how hard it is to actually like get people together. Yeah. She lives like in Arkansas, in the middle of nowhere, and she's still doing well. So if you're listening, Veronica, props to you. Like I know, I know it's hard, and you're trying to do your best over there in Arkansas. Good job. Yeah, representing for the South. Excellent, man. Yes. <laughs> so, Bravo! I got a question for you. Let's transition. So. 
uh, wrap up with this final topic. You know, it's a big topic right now in discussion. A lot of these players are starting to, you're starting to see more more Mexicanos in MLS. I know we've seen them in the past, you know, some more of the veterans. And, you, you know, you think about the, initi- the, you know, the beginnings of MLS. But now, you know, you're, you're seeing this big transformation. You know, we talked about this before, you know, the podcast is how Vela really has transformed and really has changed the viewpoint of MLS and Mexico players. What's your thoughts about if you were if you know if you see these young young Mexico players are you okay with them like transitioning to MLS in like their twenties maybe early thirties or do you still feel like oh, hey, going to Europe is, is where you need to go like what what are your thoughts about that I'm really happy you asked me that question because I do have I feel like I have I have a I have a great thought on this and then you you can either agree or agree or disagree with me so my thought is is that it's not. My thought is, look, as far as the player goes, somebody like Chicharito, look, he's going he's gonna to be making a lot of money. He's going to be in L.A., which is predominantly a lot of Mexican people here, very close to Mexico as well. And they get treated here like superstars or like Hollywood stars out here, right? As far as the Mexican national team goes, they're going to be the ones who are affected the most because you literally have two of the best strikers or two of the best forwards that Mexico has ever had in Chicharito, who's the top goal scorer. Um, you, you know, Mexico, uh, I guess, Mexican history. Mm-hmm. And we have Carlos Vela, who, you know, played played in Europe, was out in Europe, was considered a top five forward in the League of Spain during his time over there in Villarreal or Real Sociedad. The thing about it is that it's going to, if, if young players come here at this young age, there's no way that we'll be able to compete with the Brazils, the Argentinas, the Germany, because they're, they're out in Europe. All these, all, these, all these teams like Germany, all their players are out in Europe, meaning they're in Germany, they're in Spain, they're in England, while all our good players are in the MLS or they're in, like, Mexico. And so that's the problem. They don't want to venture out. And I get it, you know. Um, I get it because they don't want to be away from their family. You know, having to transition from, you know, being in Mexico their whole life to going to Europe, a language they don't speak, they don't speak that language, it's something foreign to them, they're away from their families. They're not even getting playing time, and if they are, it's like minutes only. And so I see the difficulties that they encounter, but in order for us to get better as a whole, you have to take that risk. You have to go to Europe. That's the way that I see it if we want to improve. If we want to continue to lose to teams like Brazil and Germany and all of them, then that's what you're going to have is people coming to the MLS. And it's, I mean, I don't know if you agree on that. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's funny you said that. I felt the same way, and I get I still get a lot of pushback from people. And and here's the thing: I get their point. This is where I'm, you know, where I'm getting the pushback. Because, but I, well, I'm exactly where you're at, man. Like, if I'm wanting to, if I'm young and I want to play against the best, I have to go where the best football is. I mean, unfortunately, that you know, that's not that's not in MLS. That's not you know, Liga MX is is competitive enough, but it's still not not a you know, not a La Liga, right? Not a you know. English Premier League, right? Um, Bundesliga, those those ligas, right? So you have to go and compete against the best. But here's the thing, and this is where people are are, are you know countering with me is they're saying, but okay. but if they go and they're not getting playing or not getting minutes, what's the value of them being there? Because all they're doing okay. is, all they're doing is getting practice. I like Z, that. Games, I like that. Z, right? Yeah. Z, but you're right. I like Z, that you're. Uh, I'll chime in with this really really quick. I agree yeah. with everything you guys are saying. And I'm not putting down any of the Mexican players because I support them. I think a lot of us support them every way possible. Yeah. But like what you said, if they're not getting any minutes, then it's not worth. Yes, minus well, just let them play here in MLS or Liga Maggie's. But my response to that is if they're that good, they're going to get the minutes. 
if they're that good, another team is going to ask for them in Europe. You understand what I'm saying? If they're because that when good, yeah, was, if they're that good, yes. There's nothing wrong with like Vela playing here in MLS. I see like exactly because I feel the same way. I have, my feelings are mutual, like to what you guys are saying. I feel strongly about that. Like if we want to be a World Cup champion, we gotta have our best players playing in Europe. It's like saying yeah. the NBA. Everybody knows the NBA is the best league in the world for basketball. If you're that good. You're going to be playing in the NBA. It doesn't matter if you're playing for the top team right now record-wise for the Lakers or you're playing for one of the lower teams, I mean, wins-wise, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's the top talented league in the world. You want to play in the NBA. I think if you're the best, if you want to succeed, you have to be playing in Europe. Like, there's no way that your talent pool should be like your top players should be in MLS or Liga Mekis. Your best I, players I agree should with be that. practicing against the top players in Europe. If it's La Liga, Serie A, whatever league it is, your top players should be in Europe. And I, I'm not knocking the Mexico players. I'm not knocking on Vela. I know he's comfortable here. Chicharito just probably finished his career in Europe and he's going to start his career in MLS. But if people say if he's not playing over there, that's fine. Let him play anywhere so he can get minutes and, you know, he's not just sitting on the bench. But the card to that is, if you're that good, you're going to be playing somewhere. Because if you're that That's good, true. a team is going to ask for you. A team is going to say, oh, we want him. We're going to pay that much money for a Mexican player. So, so here's the, Look at all Jimenez. Look yeah. at all Jimenez. Yeah, I know. He's, he's oh, definitely Raul the Jimenez top. Raul Jimenez is yeah. balling out. He's a beast. He's balling out. I love Raul Jimenez for that. You know what? I have a, I have a follow-up question to that. So yeah. people may – I do have a follow-up question for both of you. And I, I'll first address it to, to you, Z. Um, wouldn't you think that you'll probably get, let's just say you're playing in MLS or in the Mexican soccer league. Doesn't it make more sense? Even if you're not playing in Europe, you're still training with the top tier, you know, top tier players in the whole world. So let's just say you're in Spain. You're training with some of the best players in the whole world if you're training in Spain. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that you'll probably take more away from that than actually starting in an actual game in the MLS or in Mexico? Wouldn't yeah, you agree that you'll probably get more experience from that instead? That's a that's a great question, and I, I thought about this, you know, someone asked me the same question before, and at first my reaction is, no, of course you're going to get, you know, you're, you're training with the best, but here's the counter to that, though. There's a difference, okay. and we know this, there's a difference between practicing mm-hmm. and real real games. Uh, doesn't matter, you know, if it's MLS or, or, you know, whatever, you're playing live action, full-blown, full contact, you know, mm-hmm. with the, with, with the, you know, they're professionals too, unfortunately, they're not, you know, they're not like, you know, the, the top-tier professionals, but they're still professionals, I think there's something to say about playing live action, you know, being in the field, yeah. being put under pressure, you know, you're going 100, you know, giving it all you have to win that match, in practice, I don't think you get that same uh, that same level intensity, intensity, yeah. the 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 thing. So to that, you know, no, I, honestly, like Chicharito, for example, I'm glad he made the choice. Am I happy he didn't? No, but I know he had to do it because he wasn't getting the minutes in Sevilla. He already took yeah. a pay cut, you know, to to move there just to get that game. And and the team unfortunately didn't didn't see the value of him starting, even though he was starting on pretty hot. I don't know what happened. But uh, I rather him. I rather him get the minutes at MLS. You know, I mean, practice yeah. is practice. You're right on that. But he was he was he was descending. He's been descending since he was in. Ever since he left, I feel like he leaves Real Madrid and he goes to Bayern. Leverkusen. He goes yeah. to Bayern Leverkusen, right? So he goes there and he balls out the first half of the season, and yeah. he kind of started descending after that. 
like this whole um there was a wow where he had like this big following where people would call him Chicharios. That's how great he was, right? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like ever since then he kind of did some descending in it. And if they really felt like Ivan said, if he was really that good, then he would have been able to get some sort of starting spot somewhere else. And he unfortunately he didn't. They paid him well over here. He's comfortable being in LA. He sees what Carlos Vela, Gio dos Santos, Jonathan dos Santos did. And so I don't blame him for that. As far as the Mexican team, it's just going to suck because yeah. a lot of people are going to start following in his footsteps. You got me? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, like I'm thinking right now, here's a, live, a, a true example right now. Look at Chucky, right? He's struggling in Napoli. He, yeah. uh, you know, he's not getting the minutes, but I think he's still young enough and has so much talent that he can stick around. He can, he can kind of grind it out. There's another, there's other teams that would definitely want him. So for him and his situation, he, I mean, he may, if he makes a move to MLS, I will be disappointed, and that would be a loss of, of you know, great development for him if he goes down to MLS. That's my opinion, right? Um, so again, there's there's that that perspective of like Chicharito, great example that made sense. Chucky, if yeah, he does that, I would be I would be I would be upset. You know, like no, dude, don't do it. You have so much more to offer other teams out there in in, in many Europe leagues. Yeah, and um, to answer your question, Bravo. Uh, I'm going to be very specific. Just so people know, I'm not a professional athlete, like, by any means. You are a professional athlete in Taco. Nah, because then, oh, Taco, I got it. Like, world champ. But, because then people, well, he said this, they misconstrue everything. I'm not a professional athlete, but, like, I haven't haven't played in about a year. But before that, like, flag football, soccer, different adult leagues here in L.A., it is, I, I think, I feel it's different from practicing to actually playing because, when we would practice like our basketball plays or in flag football, we would practice twice a week and we had certain plays. In practice, we'd be like, dude, we got this. This is a touchdown. And then when it came to the game, we're like, well, well that's not practice anymore. So it, it's it's a little different, but I can see what where Bravo was saying because there was times when we would have scrimmages against other teams, right? So the plays worked. But then when you put it, into actual motion where the game's going, it's a little bit different. Your blood's flowing a little bit more. Uh, you feel a little bit more stress. So it's a little different, but I understand what Bravo's saying because when you compete against the best, it's going to bring out the best in you, I think. Yeah, yeah but, man. I, went, uh, I remember being in a, I remember being in a soccer team. They say it was bronze, and, and it, was, it was cool and all, but once we went to the gold division, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. So our practices got mm. more intense. It got... I don't know. It was just a different focus. And so I felt the difference in practice. I really did. And I learned a whole lot from like, there was these dudes who were playing college and they were, they were even played, some of them even played for Chivas USA and they would come out to play with us. So to make a long story short, just seeing them from afar and seeing them working them side by side, I feel like I learned a bunch of stuff. You know, that's why I was saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's another another thing though. Here's another thing. I'm glad you guys are bringing this up. This is a good conversation by the way, but uh, another thing too, what about, what does that do to your confidence? Because, I mean, I'd rather have also a player who is playing for MLS and scoring a lot of goals like Vela um, to go into the, into the into a national into a national play with that confidence, right? He's, he's, on, he's, yeah. he's, he's getting the rhythm. He's getting the thing, the touches, rather than somebody like, you know, Chicharito at the time that's just coming off the bench. Dude, what does that do for your, for your, for your confidence, right, going into those type of matches? I mean, I, I think it hurts it if you just, you know, you're not being seen as a, a, a leader or as a person that they rely on. You're right on yeah. that, but let's, 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 let's be honest about it, though. Chicharito, at the top of his game, he wasn't scoring these goals um, that he was scoring in Europe with, with the Mexican national team. The goals that he would score would be goals that, you know, either Mexico was already up 
or make, you know, it wasn't, they weren't really like big goals to me. So what I say to that is that if you look at Carlos Vela right now, like the competition he's facing is nowhere near what he's going to face like in a World Cup. He did have a good World Cup showing. That was before he came to the MLS. But you're right, though. The con- I think there's a lot of factors, and, and you're touching one of them. So I can't discredit that whatsoever because that is that is a big factor. Confidence in soccer is a big thing. We've seen it, what it does to people, and so I won't discredit that whatsoever. It, it does play a part in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Chicharito, we can't forget. I think he's number one all-time scorer for Mexico. Yeah. I think he has, he has a few goals that are pretty meaningful that he scored. Yeah, I, I just... I hope for the best for yeah. Bella and Chicharito. Just, I, it's more for like Mexico, not just them. I just, I want Mexico to win a World Cup before I die. It just, yeah, you know, man. I, honestly, I think, I, I'd I rather, think, you know, it just, oh man, it's just kind of frustrating. We have so much talent, but yeah, it just like like the U17 team where they've gone and become World Cup champions, but somewhere along the way, the players just falter or whatever the situation is. It just doesn't. Like, and it could be like what we've been talking about, right? Maybe they never, never, yeah. never got the opportunity to go to Europe and develop those skills to the next level, like Bravo was saying. So, you know, I think we can all agree that you know we just want Mexico to succeed, and and totally, you know, I would say I can speak for Bravo and myself, if if you don't mind, is that we both all want to see this, you know, Mexico win the World Cup and before before Hell before yeah. we leave this world, right? So yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would that would be great. But it's fun, you know what? Even though they haven't won one, I've had some of my greatest memories. Obviously, the last World Cup, we beat Germany, right? Yeah. Prior to that, well, we beat Croatia. Croatia was talking all this madness. We tied Brazil in Brazil. one great zero, zero. Yeah, the Ochoa. Ocho- you know? <laughs> yeah, the Ochoa. That was so Hell awesome. Yeah. So even though they didn't win it, I have some of the most memorable memories. Yeah. Seeing the Mexican national team has yeah, been so right. amazing. And I still, you know what? That's why I, Memo Ochoa gets a lot of flack, but I still have nothing but love for him after what he did in Brazil. And because of that, I cannot be bad mad at him. That's all I got to say about yeah. that. And, and you yeah, know what? yeah. We'll always have, we'll always have, you know, when we beat U.S. That's all. That's like the biggest thing. Just continue to beat the U.S. and we'll be happy. <laughs> well, <excuse laughs> and you got to keep in mind, yeah, you got to keep in mind that in the not this World Cup but the prior World Cup, Mexico almost didn't make it. So yeah, that was you know they, they yeah they end up going oh, so they end up going to the World Cup. They end up coming out of the freaking that round, right? So they end up freaking being Croatia, who Croatia was favored to come out with Brazil at that group. They yeah. faced Netherlands, and prior to that, Holland was probably the best team to come. They had beat, what, they beat Spain 4-0, 5-0. They were loading. I don't know if you guys recall. Yeah. Yeah, man, and we were up on them. It was like 10 minutes to go. We were up. They tied the game, you know, and then they ended up getting the penalty. No, so to know. me, even though that was a very painful loss, that was a successful World Cup because we almost didn't make it. And just to get out of that group was going to be very difficult. So that was really yeah. awesome. I, as, yeah. much as, people, as much as people look back on that, I feel that that was really dope. That was <laughs> you really know what? Dope I'm, laughing. I'm laughing because I got that. I felt that relief of when we made it. We barely got into the World Cup. Did but I felt know. like, I, I think, uh, who was the coach? I think it was Vince Gora Erickson. That fool was sabotaging like Mexico to make it into the World Cup, and then he got fired like midway through the qualifiers. And oh man, we barely got in, and Bravo was oh man, we had the game again. I don't know what to talk about. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> man, <laughs> I mean, wow. we had it, but just but just think about it this way: that no. Noera Penales, that Noera Penales will forever live in infamy. But that was a that was hey, a heartbreaker. I'll, I'll be honest. 
I'll be honest, like, it, like damn, referee, I don't even want to talk about that. It's going to remind me of the Niners getting robbed in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but we got to remember, if you watch that game carefully, if you watch that game carefully, that ref actually missed a penal in, in Holland's favor in the first half, too. So we can't yeah. kind of, you know, we kind of uh, we can't leave it up to the refs, you know. We, we but, don't, we don't, we don't look at that part, uh, man. Why do you gotta go there, man? Come on. Uh, I'm just <laughs> saying, you know what? like, like but, if you're gonna win, honest, don't leave it up to the refs. Yeah. No, it wasn't even that, dude. Mexico had the game under control, and dude, they took they did. the pedal off the gas. They took. The, there was multiple times uh, where they could have gone for another goal. Because they they parked the bus. No, but that's what happens, they, they though, dude. Yeah, it's very common, dude. It's like the tragedy story again, right? Where they where they're like ahead and they're they're scared to attack because they're afraid of that counter, right? They're afraid of, mm-hmm. of, of something happening, but it makes it, it ends up always not working, dude. So we got to have a coach that needs a needs a girl so needs a girl pair and just like go. Yeah, I think that's what. Them. Yeah, that's what Miguel Herrera did wrong in that World Cup. That's what Miguel Herrera did wrong in that World Cup because if you go back and you look at it, because I just seen it recently. Look at the last twenty minutes. There was multiple times where Mexico either had a one-on-one or two-on-one, but they held the ball. And I, I remember that like vividly like it was yesterday. Yeah. So I blame it on that. But to me, look, it was a heartbreaking loss, but to me still was a successful World Cup. It was really dope. I have a lot of beautiful memories, like I said. And even the last World Cup, man, Germany, who would have thought that we beat Germany? You know, we were in the beating Germany. I didn't think that. It was going to be very difficult. Well, you know? not only that, I but they, to they didn't advance to the next round. They didn't even advance. Yeah, Germany just... had a sorry World Cup, man. Like, they didn't even make it out of the groups. But, but that was, that I mean, was, was, was so. You can say that, that Mexico rattled them, though, too. You can say that that yeah, game like, was, you know. Who yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not knocking on Mexico. I'm not. Like, I love Mexico. I love, like, our cultura. Uh, I'm supporting it all the way, but... Man, we ah, oh, damn it, Brazil beat us two zero, but we have to enjoy the small victories because sooner or later, all those small victories are gonna lead up to the big win, and we are gonna have a World Cup. I yeah, know, man. I can feel it. I Dude, feel it's, it. it's uh, it's gonna, you know, like I said, that's our that's our ultimate goal, right? That's our bucket list item. Thank you, Bravo, for spending time with us. Uh, we're getting to know you, getting to know your soccer origin story. Uh, definitely, man. You could tell that you're passionate about not only soccer but sports in general. So it, it was a pleasure meeting yeah. you, man. Thanks, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, man. It's my pleasure. Yeah. You let me know if you ever need me. I'm I'm, I'm one call away. You know, I promise you that I won't reject you or fall asleep like Ivan did. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> that. Hey. I, I need a I need another reliever. <laughs> Ivan, uh, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. He's, he's uh, he's, I gotta he's, work at ten tonight. He's my veterano. You know, that's kind of you know. He, I need my him, veterano. but I, I need I need, a, I need an up up and comer, man. <laughs> For real. Ivan, right, thanks again, for coming man. on, Bravo. Thanks, thanks for stepping in. Uh, thank you guys very much. And then uh, everybody will see you guys the next next podcast. Thank you very much. All right. Later. All right. Later. Hey, man, change that uh, smoke detector, bro. Adios, les dice.